Hi, Sunshine. I'm Natasha, your host for the Shine Online podcast and the founder of Soul Studio. In this conversational podcast, I interview the brightest entrepreneurs I know with the goal of empowering you to do business in a way that feels real to you. These conversations will bring you no-fluff advice, honest discussions, and actionable strategies to help you shine online. There are so many bright brands in the online world, but there's always room for one more. Let's shine together. Have you heard the news? I've started sending out weekly emails to my newsletter and it's like a weekly dose of sunshine in your inbox with my best Instagram marketing and business strategies delivered straight to your mailbox. And trust me, I cut all the fluff and only deliver the value you need to shine even brighter. So be sure to follow the link in the show notes to subscribe because I know if you love this podcast, you are going to love the gems I'll be sharing weekly in my email list. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the show and hello. It's been a while since I've done a solo episode just chatting with you. I think the last one was my 2020 year in review, which I highly recommend tuning into first because it's really going to recap what the heck was 2020 for me business-wise. I break down all my numbers, how I grew, what things worked, what things didn't work. And that actually brings me to what we're going to just sit and chat with today. And it is a kind of like behind the scenes of scaling because whether you're new here or you've been an OG follower of mine, you've probably seen my brand shift and change a lot since even just a year ago. Um, I'm recording this in the middle of March, so I'm sure even when this is released, a lot of updates are going to be changed, but I wanted to record it now. While I'm in the thick of things, while I'm really just doing all of the things that come with scaling, and what I really mean by that is a year ago, I, I just had clients, I had a few courses, Um, I had a decent amount of demand. I was speaking occasionally, but nothing crazy. And now it's kind of shifted to where I'm really in demand as a speaker, as a thought leader. I get tons of requests all the time, which is just such a blessing. My product offers look different. Um, My products, which we'll talk about today. And then also my services. I don't do management anymore. I'm now doing intensives and then a whole new service that I'm doing this summer. So um, the structure of my business looks a little different. Of course, we have a new name, Shine with Natasha. Um, and the back end is going to look a little bit different. So I, I just won't, I won't spare you any more rambles. Let's get right into it. But kind of my goal with this episode is that I think after those big launches, after that big pivot, like after we see those things happen is kind of when we hear about it. And I kind of wanted to bring you into the real, very exciting, but also very overwhelming struggles that I've been facing um, since my business really saw the rapid growth, but just throughout 2021 so far. So I wanted to first go over my goals because in the 2020 year in review, I did kind of touch on this, but not a ton. So my goal is obviously to grow. You know, I hit 100,000 
and revenue last year hit my first six figure year, which is amazing. But I don't want to just stay at that. Obviously, I want to continue to grow. My goal is kind of like the right systems, the right offers, the right team to support the the goals financially, but also the lifestyle goals I have. I think my biggest goal is to eventually be working less and step back like a lot of us. Like I'd love to have a four-day work week. I'd love to travel more when we're not in a panoramic. Um, I'd love to invest in a vacation property. Like there's just so many big goals I have. And I'm kind of trying to build my business because I am so young and I have time. I mean, even if you're not young, you can still do this, but um, it's kind of just what I'm focusing on now. So as for my revenue goal, my goal is to hit a quarter mil, which is 250,000, which I actually will talk about some things I invested in that I'm already projected to do that, which is fantastic, but we will see. Um, I also want to scale and reformat my team, which we will talk about. A big goal is going into the new year is I want to diversify my marketing efforts. So being on a few more platforms, which I'll talk about, and just get me more into my zone of genius. Um, I'm actually going to link an episode from my friend, Tyler McCall, about understanding your role as a visionary versus those operations type of roles. And I really want to step into that role as a visionary, which for me is creating, you know, new ideas, new products, new content, um, and also teaching and serving. And yeah, I just want to find more Eves. That is my word for the year. And I feel like I've not been holding it to true very well. I just want to be less in like an overwhelmed state on and off. I want to find just a less stressful environment. I mean, that's just how simple it is. So let's get into what we're going to be breaking down of kind of just what I'm going through right now. So I'm going to talk about investments that I've made. I'm going to talk about team building. I'm going to talk a little bit about systems and then offers. So that's what we're going to be breaking down today. Oh my gosh, this is fun, right? We're kind of like having a business meeting, but like, you know, I'm not putting you to work. Okay. So investments so far, I did invest with a strategy session and I really wanted to hire a coach, someone that was steps ahead of me. Cause at first I just knew I wanted outside support. So someone that wasn't already internally in my business, I have so many great friends, so many great mentors, but I wanted someone that wasn't in my business, but I came to the conclusion. I didn't want someone to come in just to do operations or scaling or whatever. I wanted someone strategically that is kind of has a similar business model and is those few steps ahead of me. So I can kind of see like what's possible. Am I on the right track? All those types of things. And kind of the main goal there was to solidify my offer suite. So understanding um, how people go through my offer suite from really low to the higher ones. And then also just getting a funnel, which you'll, when I talk about goals, my biggest goal is to take my courses evergreen, which is great news for you if you've ever wanted to join my courses. So instead of live launching, I want them to be open all the time. Tons of reasons for doing this. Maybe that's a whole other episode in itself, but that's kind of one of my big goals for the year. And then I want to launch a mastermind. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, I love it as much as I think I am, and it's going to become a signature offer. So that's kind of like the main things I really wanted to get on the back end. And I ended up working with Shannon from The Social Bungalow. She is incredible. If you don't know her, like, where have you been? Y'all, she's amazing. 
and we just did a 90 minute session together and it was incredible. I don't know if she offers this, but just being in her Facebook group, being in her products, being in her courses, she's, she's such a resource in all of those capacities. But we did a 90 minute session together and pretty much what we did is we built out my entire offer suite. So solidifying a lot of the ideas I had. And we also created some wiggle room because I always get really great ideas that I want to serve you in bigger and better ways. But understanding how can I maybe do a paid masterclass or or different things like that. We'll be spicing things up. You'll see how it comes to, to play. But I think you always hear, you know, you want to have a, so many products. You don't want to have any products. You know, I think I wanted to feel confident that I wasn't having too many things, but everything was being intentional. So that was something we really worked on. And that really aligned with creating a plan on how I can scale my income where I'm at now to hit that revenue mark. And she also really helped me by mapping out what that funnel looks like email-wise, what it's going to look like eventually when we add in Pinterest or we add in Facebook ads, like things like that. So that's kind of what we did. And it was absolutely worth every single penny and was definitely what I needed to feel like, okay, I'm in the right direction when it comes to scaling my offer suite and everything. And then I also invested in a systems strategy sesh with Christy from DeSilva Life. She's a ClickUp expert and um, you know that's the project management tool that we use as a team. And with new team members going in, old team members leaving us, I feel like we just needed to get a fresh set of eyes on ClickUp. And the biggest thing I wanted to achieve was my inbox. My goal is to get me out of my inbox, eventually DMs too, which is a whole other story for another day. But I wanted to delegate that to a team member, but also have a process where I can easily approve things like seeking requests, clients, those types of things, but also a, a system for organizing and streamlining the inbox because we get so many requests. So that was a really big thing, which we did with labels and filters. And we like created a space in ClickUp for managing inbox. Like guys, it's changed my life. It was worth every penny as well. Um, so yeah, two strategy sessions. They were fantastic and worth every investment. And I kind of went to like, what do I need help with? Like I wasn't just investing for shits and giggles for lack of a better term. And then literally today, I saved my spot for a coaching program with Topsy, who has been on the podcast and her mindset episode, y'all, she was literally preaching to me. And I kind of realized that mindset's a huge part of Instagram, or at least how I teach and talk about Instagram. So I knew I wanted to bring that into my intensives and eventually my mastermind and also understanding how to facilitate a really safe and effective group type of program. But yeah, I joined her group program where we pretty much are going to be talking all about mindset and how coaches can uplevel their client experience through mindset practices that are scientifically proven. So really excited to be a part of that because I think with scaling my offers, um, you know, a lot of them are going to be that higher ticket level. And I think it's important to for me to invest in those types of services so I can be better at facilitating it, but also invest in the education to make sure I I'm facilitating the best group possible. We've all been in those crappy kind of group programs. So that's kind of been my investments. I don't have anything like on the radar that I want to invest in more besides my team. That's the main thing, really. Okay, let's talk about the team building tea. So with my thought process now when I'm recording this, I think this is going to be the first time I'm going to be announcing this. I mean, it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal. 
but a few shifts are happening. So eventually going to be shifting out of the amazing team member that I've had to help with my clients, you know, eventually going to wean out of the few clients that I still have and, and fully just give those over to the amazing people that have helped facilitate me with that. Even if I'm not doing the work, you you're having that piece of your mind that is worrying about the client and the team member. So that's one thing that's happening behind the scenes. And then Sarah, my amazing OBM, my biz bestie, you all know Sarah from Rebel Office. And she has been such an amazing help that we, you know, she really came in when I was at my busiest and really helped me streamline things and just give me the support I needed. And even with the amount of support she's giving me, we quickly realized that we were having to either rein back on projects and opportunities because we both didn't have the capacity with her clients and all her amazing projects with Rebel Office. But also, I just basically realized I need full-time operations support. And operations, like an OBM, you know, all that, what did that what it pretty much does is it means it's managing all the moving parts of your business, your team, your offers, your clients, um, your opportunities, your projects, like being that second set of eyes and brains and hands. So it's not just you as the visionary, as the talent, really doing all of that amazing work. So we kind of had to come to the really tough decision where I'm like, I need full-time support. And maybe, you know, you're not able to offer that. And she's like, I agree. I don't want to stall your growth. So nothing happened bad at all. Of course, I know it's always like, what's the tea? There was no tea. Um, We were just at our capacity. And so this is where the mini story time comes in. So, okay. Okay. Do I announce it and then tell a story? But I'm just going to tell a story. So Marlon and I, in January, we, you know, took off one day after work and we went to the beach and we were just like really relaxing and having like a very heart to heart conversation on kind of like what was next for him and his career because he was just super burnt out and what he was doing. And me also kind of being like, I know I need more support. I know that things need to change. I know I need to scale in this different way. And we kind of just had this moment where Marlon doesn't have a dream job. He doesn't have an end goal. He doesn't have this dream career he's always wanted. Um, He was doing recruiting at the time. And it was just soul sucking for him, honestly. And he has so many great skills. I mean, he's a great employee, but he's not like, you know, us as entrepreneurs where he's super passionate and knows what he wants to do. And this is the next step or the big goal. And I kind of realized for the support that I need, it was actually be perfect to have him support me. And I went through it, like I kind of just said it and he lit up. Like we've never talked about this before, only briefly, where I was like, yeah, you're never working for me. He's like, yeah, that's cool. That was literally the conversation we had. And yeah, what what pretty much happened is I kind of had a process where I was like, I think I had always been resistant to this because I wanted the business to be mine and I wanted to have very clear boundaries. I wanted to be able to fully log off of work and never, I guess, introduce something that could ever weaken our relationship. But I realized that I was actually being very selfish and stubborn by not even considering that exactly what his skill set is, which is um, he's amazing at supporting me. That is literally what he is best at and what he loves doing. He's great at management. He's managed teams before. Um, He's great with people relations. He's great with client management. 
So literally his skill set was exactly what I needed. And the timeline was just aligning. So I kind of was like, okay, let's do it. Let's plan for it. And this was in January. And we were like, okay, maybe by the summer, maybe by the end of the year, you'll be on. And literally like a month later, Marlon was like, I'm done. I'm quitting. And then he was pretty much training. And now he is full time um, as my operations manager as we speak. So like I said, long story shortened, but Marlon is now working for me full time. That is the long-term goal. And I think it's going to just give us so much more freedom that him having a nine to five really restricted us from when it comes to scaling our income, um, having more freedom to travel and have lighter work weeks and be flexible with our hours. Like all these things that I had and he didn't have, we now can have together and he's loving it. He's loving his best life. He literally is off right now, mailing client goodie packages. Like It's been really great. It's been very, very hard. Just bringing on a full-time team member in general, but bringing him on so fast was definitely a lot. So let me know, like DM me on Instagram or something. Let me know if you want to see a follow-up with Marlon. Like what has it been like working full-time with your partner? Because yeah, lots of tea to spill there. But so that's kind of the big thing is I wanted a full-time operations manager. Marlon is now that. And then the other team hiring is I really wanted to bring on marketing support because I inherently obviously do all my marketing. I do my email marketing. I do, um, of course, I've hired for some things as well. But I do my graphic design for the most part. I do Pinterest, like everything, all the things. I don't do Pinterest. That was That's what they're going to be doing. <laughs> But I basically knew I wanted a, a part-time to eventually become full-time marketing person to help me stay in my content creation zone of genius on Instagram by taking over the very, very important things. So I already have someone in mind, um, of course, just because you know, you know how things work. I want to wait until we're fully onboarded to introduce you to her, but I think she's going to be an awesome addition to the Shine with Natasha team and hopefully maybe be on podcasts. I have a few ideas there. But the main goals is I really want to focus on Pinterest. I want to focus on a blog strategy for repurposing my Instagram content into blogs for Pinterest. Um, Really want support with email marketing and, you know, just the support with Instagram, like creating like graphics, CMs, because I get so many and I know I I miss a lot of them. So kind of helping me um, get to all those important conversations I need to be having and managing everything. So yeah, I'm excited to eventually have a marketing role to really support me so we can be doing more things and it's not all on me. And yeah, and then eventually another team thing is we want to have a podcast ads manager. I would love to bring this show to it to be um, weekly episodes. I'd love to do more solo episodes. I have so many ideas of how I want to grow this show because it's my favorite thing to do. But yeah, I just... It honestly needs to support itself. It's a big investment. I I pay my amazing Ashley, um, our podcast manager. We love her. Give her a shout out. Give her some love. But it's a big investment when it's something that obviously does support my business, but not directly in a lot of ways. It does, but it doesn't. You know what I mean? But I would love to have some ads of some sort just to help support the podcast so we can go up to that weekly mark. So That's kind of team building. I'm sure in the next year, like in 2022, I'd love to do something even bigger and have some more support there. But that's kind of my team building. So really just like almost like leaning down my team where it's like someone's helping with marketing, someone's helping with operations so I can be that visionary. And I think having those two roles is going to make it where oh, it's going to change my life. 
And then we'll have podcast manager, obviously. And then I have a graphic designer we do per project. So that's pretty much going to be the team besides like financial stuff and things like that. So pretty lean. Um, And it's definitely changed and evolved. But we also had some people with us for a while, which is which is really cool. So anyway, systems. So yeah, I guess I kind of already touched on systems. The main thing was getting out of my inbox and just like auditing tools, auditing how things wanted, how they are flowing now and how they could be better. We're doing that majorly for the podcast. That is a huge production. We also were doing it for intensives since I did my first round of intensives. They were great, but definitely wanted to update the Dubsado workflow, add in some things. So just like a small thing is I think whenever you're scaling, you need to realize that you're going to outgrow some of your systems. And it may mean adding new things. It may be simplifying things. It may mean getting a new set of eyes to help you with it. I think that's the most valuable thing with systems. But that's just a little update there. Nothing really major, but that was something I, I definitely needed to do. And then my money makers, my offers. So The biggest thing that I actually literally did, I was doing today and I've been working on, oh my gosh, a labor of love. When these courses are out, guys, they are having the best revamps ever. But if you don't already know, I have my shop, obviously, which has templates and mini courses and like more affordable, um, quick offers. But then I have my signature courses. So initially I had three, which was an Instagram course, a stories course, and then an IGTV course. But I'm pretty much revamping all of them. So the flow and structure is pretty similar, but it's just getting a whole new dose of knowledge and things that I've learned over the last year and just some amazing updates to make them even better. Pretty much what I'm doing is revamping the actual course content, making them evergreen. So no longer with live launches. And then I'm going to be setting up some funnels. So what that kind of looks like is first, you know, updating the content, which literally means new slides, new tutorials. I want them to be as up to date as possible, um, which is what I'm doing now. And then this pretty much means also switching platforms. So we ended up going with Kajabi primarily because I knew my email marketing and the course platform would need to be all in one to fully make sure the funnels that we're setting up were serving people the right way, getting people into the right courses, not sending people emails to sell them something that they already bought. And Kajabi is kind of the best for that, for an all-in-one. I was looking at Kartra, I was looking at Padia, but um, I ended up going with Kajabi. I've been using Teachable for like since I started doing courses and I love it, I just felt like for that next level of having those email funnels and all those types of things, I just needed to have something a little bit more robust. So that's kind of been the process for courses is revamping the content, switching over platforms, and then setting up those funnels. So one of the questions I got when I was telling you guys I was doing this episode is, do I use funnels? Which software? I think you have to have a very good trust with your audience to start doing funnels. Like if you're doing your first course, I don't think you need a really robust funnel. But once you're starting to consistently make sales with a certain product, I think you can eventually go into more of a funnel mode, which pretty much is going to give them an awesome freebie, continue to nurture them until it eventually sells them whatever the product is. Also including upselling, um, eventually will include ads and Pinterest traffic. Like it's going to get really robust, but it's a little bit simpler now. 
Um, and yeah, I'm using Kajabi for that. That was another question is what software. So yeah, that's kind of the big project there. And along the way, this is a really great tip is if you're ever switching tools, this is a really great time to just audit all of your products. So I'm doing that with the entire Sunshine Shop. So gradually just updating each product, revamping it, anything like that, adding to it while we move it over to Kajabi from Teachable. So it kind of feels like you're doing a lot less work because you're kind of just giving things a fresh look and moving new content over versus just migrating all of your old content over. Um, I think it never hurts to look at your content and see how it can be better. And yeah, I think another big thing is continuing to update intensives. I've kind of found what has worked, what hasn't worked. I think the biggest thing is doing less of them. Um, you guys all know I'm very conscious about my energy and I found that they were very energy intensive. No, really, really. Is that what it was? Yep. That's exactly what it was. I mean, five hours on a call with someone being on and talking and teaching is a lot, even just for the person to consume so kind of been updating like the format, how many I'm doing, the pricing, because I've just heard the value is so insane. So increasing the price a little bit, updating the deliverables, updating the format. So just making sure things are better. I think it's always important to audit your offers, especially when they're new offers to make sure they can be the best they can be. And then updating other, yeah, updating other products. And then, oh, of course, the mastermind. So I've always kind of had this idea of doing some type of group program, um, higher level, because I just think community is so powerful. So I'm sure I'll do a whole mastermind episode on how I did my mastermind, um, how I formatted it, what I found from the first cohort, what I'm updating. Like, I think that would be a great episode. So let me know what you think about that. But yeah, I that's kind of like next on the horizon. And, and my goal is that um, the mastermind is going to be my main offer. I think it's always just really great to have a, a signature offer, something you can really pour your whole heart and energy into. So that's kind of what my goal is for this mastermind. And kind of what I'm thinking there um, is that it's going to be one of the main ways to work with me with an intensive. So there's going to be an intensive track, a regular track, because I think it's just so much easier. Like anyone that does client work knows when you already know a client, you definitely can dive a little bit deeper versus meeting someone for the first time. So yeah, that's kind of my offers is like the products, updating the products, um, you know, updating the intensives and then launching the new mastermind, which is why this beginning part of the year has just been so intensive and overwhelming. But as you can see, scaling often looks like auditing, removing, creating new things. And then you kind of have a good foundation and can kind of go from there. I don't think this is the forever, but I think it's a really good foundation of like, where I need to go to really help me reach the goals that I really want. So those are kind of the main things I wanted to recap. I hope it wasn't like too much of me rambling and hopefully it kind of gave you an idea of like what scaling really looks like on the back end, what it looks like when it comes to teams and building. And, and as you can see, I try to be very goal centric where like figuring out what is my goal, you know, what do I want to be doing? What can be better? And Everything I've been doing has really kind of been around that. I will say I do not recommend doing all of the things I'm doing in one or two quarters. It's been too much. And I think I'm already too in, in too deep where I can't really remove anything. I think 
I want to do everything and I want to get it done. But I think we kind of create these patterns for ourselves where you get so excited of wanting to do, 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 and realize there's no freaking rush. Like relax, do one thing and then go on to the other thing. Like don't try to do five things at once. Cannot recommend and will not be doing that again. Hopefully I will keep myself accountable. So I wanted to answer two other questions that I got when telling y'all I'd be doing this episode. So the first one is how do you scale and keep momentum going? Does there always have to be new and more? So I think scaling comes down to two things, the backend systems, which I think can be your actual tools and systems that you're using. But I think it also can mean support. Do you need support in a new place? Because I think often when you are scaling, you tend to outgrow just being a solo person or just having contractors. So that's the first thing I look at. And then the second thing I look at is your offers. What needs to be there? What do you like doing? What can you create more of? What can you dial back on? Um, And just making sure things are always fulfilling. Like, for example, if I would have decided to go the agency route for my management business, this season of scaling would look so different. But I had to figure out what offers resonated with me and kept me in my zone of genius and that I enjoyed and that I wanted to be doing for the next few years. So that's kind of how you keep that momentum going is that you have to realize when you're scaling, it's scary, but sometimes you need more resources. That's as simple as it is. And then does there always have to be new and more? And I I really love this question. I think it's something I've been grappling with. I think it depends on the person. Like if someone is like, I just want to have this bomb signature offer. This is what I want to do is what I want to build. And it's what I want to stick to. Like, I think that is such a powerful way to build a business or a brand. I think Quinn, who's been on this episode with her Create Your Purpose Collective is a great example of this. Um, I think DL, who has also been on this podcast, you know, her five-figure formula is a really great example of this. So just having that signature program or offer or community, I think, can be really valuable where there doesn't always have to be new and more. And I think once I find my flow with my team, I don't intend to always be having new team members or adding more things. I'm kind of just figuring out to be this next level of me, to reach these next goals. I want my offers to feel like this. I need this type of team support. So I think, you know, you can keep a simple and slim business. I think even when it comes to team building, you don't need to have a huge team. You don't have to have full-time team members to scale. I think it's important to understand that this looks and feels different for everyone. So yeah, I don't think there always has to be new and more. And I think after this season is over, my goal is for there to not be new and more. I hope to do fun, impromptu masterclasses or live trainings and collaborations. Like I hope to still be doing fun things, but not always creating a new course. (laughs) Probably never doing another course. Oh my gosh. Uh, Another question. The last one, how um, have you been planning for growth while maintaining your current business? Really great question. So I think it's important to understand what type of revenue do you need to have coming in the business to support these new things like new team members, like investments, like you being paid. Um, So intensives have been that for me. So when I switched over from management, I slowly phased out of my clients. So I wasn't losing all of my income. I mean, I still have two. I pay someone to do most of it, but you know, slowly phasing out of whatever you don't want to be doing 
And then maybe that does mean doing some work that's going to be kind of fueling the business right now for me. That's intensives. Um, My products do bring in income. My speaking and collaborations and paid partnerships also bring in income. But it's kind of been just like, how can I maintain those types of things and my intensives to give me those cash injections to make it to where my funnel's running or my mastermind's opening and reopening? And those are more consistent pieces of income. So I think that when you're planning for growth, the most important thing I look at with like maintaining your current business is figuring out what's essential for keeping it running and what is actually draining the time and energy that you need to pivot. Like, I think it would have been so much easier to keep on my management clients as long as I could have but it wouldn't have allotted me the time and energy to do my intensives, to revamp my courses, to do more speaking paid engagements. So you have to understand, yes, you need a certain amount of cash flow, but also you kind of need to make time and energy for things to get that new thing done. I see so many times where people are like, I want to do this new course so I can do less client work. But sometimes that means reducing your client workload to get the course done because it will literally never get done if you don't have the time and energy to allocate to doing it right. So yeah, that is it for today's episode. I would absolutely love if you sent me a DM over at Shine with Natasha on Instagram and let me know, did you like this episode? Did anything resonate with you? Did you like the tea? Did you want me to go deeper? Are there any things you want me to follow up on? And yeah, you guys are the first to know about a lot of things. So thanks for being a part of the podcast, fam. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me for today's show. Join the conversation at hashtag the shine online podcast, or just come over and say hi at soul studio marketing on Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the show to be the first to know when our next episode airs. And if you love what you've heard, I just so appreciate it. If you left us a review, it really helps support us. Remember, regardless of where you're at in your entrepreneurship journey, there's always room for your biz to shine. I'll see you next time.